Welcome to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. This show is created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we're excited to have Vedic astrologer and spiritual teacher Indra Rinsler on our show. Indra Rinsler focuses on helping people to wake up to who they really are, to live beyond one's stories and suffering. He began studying astrology in the early 70s when he was first attracted to its numerical and mystical nature. He later became a disciple of the well-known Indian master Paramahansa Yogananda and spent 20 years living in a spiritual community in California experiencing deep lessons in discipleship and Indian philosophy. Indra has been a student and a sharer of astrology and on the spiritual path for 50 years. In 1999, he was introduced to the Enneagram of Personality and shares it with his clients and in his workshops both here and overseas in India and Thailand. He uses Vedic astrology, the Enneagram of Personality, and the Wheel of Totality as maps to guide our way on the path. In sharing a lifetime of experience with his readings and teachings, Indra continues to be fascinated with the newfound beauty and opportunity he finds in words and letters. Indra believes the challenge of communication to be very helpful in our search for the essence of our true being, because ultimately, he believes, we will grow to see from all of the seats at the table, to encompass all the points of view to make us whole. Thousands of years ago, astrology was intuitively perceived by ancient mystics. The earliest written records date back more than 5,000 years, but it's generally understood that the secrets of this ancient science were handed down orally through family-based lineages from much earlier times. The original practitioners of this science were both expert astronomers and sages who were awakened to their own nature. For thousands of years, astrologers observed the night sky, mapped the heavens, and accurately plotted the movements of the planets along with the qualities associated with various astrological elements. In the last 150 years, expansive new ideas about astrology have been developed as astrologers have combined psychology and metaphysics with astrology to form new ways of working with the stars. Instead of being defined by our birth chart in the stars, we accept that their electromagnetic energy of attraction and repulsion affect us, and we can choose to counter what their forces do to our bodies and minds through conscious living and attention-focusing practices. So everyone stay tuned for more of this exciting show. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles, one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com, S-A-K, uraskinandmind.com The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. 
No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Welcome back to this episode of Love from the Hip Presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month and every second Sunday at noon on KBKW and 9 p.m. on Cape Town Zone Radio as we try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. Today we have the pleasure of having Vedic astrologer and spiritual teacher Indra Rinsler on our show. Hey, Indra. Hi, Indra. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Where are you joining us from today? I'm um, in uh, sunny Northern California at the moment. Rub it in. Sunny, <laughs> sunny at the moment. <laughs> Northern California for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, Indra, how long have you been practicing astrology, and how did you get into it? Uh, I when I first moved to California in the nineteen uh, seventy, uh, I don't remember. It seems fairly quickly we found this. Uh, 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 Shambhala bookstore in uh, a, a couple of blocks from uh, University of California in Berkeley, and they have these incredible books in them uh, about spirituality and about astrology. And uh, it just uh, started from there. It was very natural reading books and having uh, opportunity to uh, just uh, ex- explore a depth that I had never really was aware of before. And and you use Vedic astrology. What attracted you to that over Western astrology? Well, of course, we started with Western astrology, and by the time I got into it uh, more seriously, now in the '90s, I was living in this ashram and uh, had an Indian bent, and there were uh, towards the end of the 1990s uh, Vedic astrologies there, astrologers there. And um, the, the, the thing was, is that um, Vedic astrology, the sidereal time, that's the difference between Western and, and, and Vedic. And maybe you're going to ask me about that. But the main difference is that the, ca- the chart is cast slightly differently. Uh, Vedic uses sidereal time, star time, and Western uses tropical time. And the difference is, is that your, your, your chart moves back 24 degrees, which is almost a whole sign. And uh, I, I find it to be more accurate. It's got a different frequency. Everything has a frequency. And the frequency of Vedic astrology is a little bit different than Western. And for what I've ended up uh, doing it, uh, doing with it, which is which you so elegantly described there, Rory, uh, uh, this is a better vibration mm-hmm. for me. Okay. And what other modalities do you use in your practice besides astrology? So, uh, as you said, I I got involved with the Enneagram personality, the nine different personality types. Uh, Around this same time, I had a weekend. Somebody had suggested I go to an Enneagram class. I'd never heard of it. And uh, that particular weekend during the class, the thought occurred to me that there is a similarity between Vedic astrology and Enneagram. Hmm. And um, it may not be apparent to other people, but I considered that they had a lot of the same frequencies. The difference being that one's based on nine and one's based on 12. And I consider those, while they're different frequencies, they're both mathematical frequencies. And so they have... Uh, again, they have a different uh, vibration, but they have a, a, a commonality. And and so in this weekend, all of a sudden, this idea hit me of doing them together. And I found a teacher who taught me how to read Enneagram in people's uh, uh, Vedic astrology charts. Hmm. Wow. He had a system. 
<laughs> the only system I've ever heard anywhere that really works other than a one-to-one of how to coordinate Enneagram with astrology. And where does Enneagrams come from? So the Enneagram uh, came from a Gurdjieff, the famous teacher who seems to be a little bit uh, not so well known now with younger people, uh, was the really one of the fathers of New Age movement, started teaching in, in Russia in 1916 and moved to Paris in those 20s and 30s when it must have been really kind of amazing to be in Paris in the 20s and 30s. <laughs> And uh, so he taught there and he gave us this uh, Enneagram symbol. Enneagram uh, comes from Greek. It means nine-sided figure. And he gave us this figure, which was a combination of three uh, geometric shapes. But he never told us where he got it or whether he made it up. Okay. Would you say that numerology and sacred geometry also play a part in Enneagrams? Well, I, I mean, every, I mean, if you go up, high enough everything has a connection Mm -hmm. uh it's a good question uh sacred geometry yes i really believe sacred geometry numerology it's numbers but it's kind of different it does line up if uh uh, the the enneagrams are numbered one through nine and if i say you're a seven you're gonna tell me oh my lucky numbers are seven that that happens right uh you know so i don't know why or what that means but you know they're related yeah, so can you tell us more about the Enneagram and, and what exactly it, it is? So, well, it's a it's an archetypal system. I, I believe it's the archetypal system that it that it that these particular nine types are the unwinding of the two to five thousand years of Judaic Christian uh, uh, conditioning experience. This is the this is the uh, <laughs> crabby behavior that we have to overcome and it explains it in a way the patterning that it explains is mind-boggling to see how how uh regulated we are and so the types show while there are some differences based on our uh, astrological configurations the fact is is that the there are behavior patterns and uh, ways of speaking and issues, core issues that are similar per type. And it's mind boggling to be able to observe the, the patterning of it. It, it. it helps you to loosen from it. So to better explain, can you go through the nine different personality types with my listeners? Sure. So the one uh, the the one is the uh, perfectionist, and uh, uses uh, needing to do things the right way in order to feel secure. The two is the helper, and uses taking care of other people as a tool to find what they feel is missing inside. The three is the producer, and they take care of they're they're success oriented, they're achievement oriented. They, 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 what they can achieve uh, makes them feel secure. The four is called the uh, individualist, and they are very sensitive. These are our writers, and and uh, photographers, and and dancers. Uh, beautiful expressions. The five is the observer. They use um, information as a as a means to feel uh, secure. The sixth is the loyalist, and they use uh, detail and and uh, the security is their issue uh, finding security in life how do you find security seven is the enthusiast which I have to cop this is mine so the enthusiast is about um, is about um, gluttony mm-hmm. is about the overwhelming the greener living life in a greener pastures mode the eight is the boss uh, or the challenger, and they are the most assured. Uh, assured, uh, they they are covering their, all their um, all their uh, mm, bases. <laughs> yeah, all their yeah, all their domination. They have mm. no offense. It's all offense. There's no defense. They're covering up that there's a teddy bear in their heart, mm. and if they feel that uh, people know that, then they're going to be vulnerable. And uh, the nine is a peacemaker. Uh, they they use uh, harmony as a as a means to, means to feel secure within themselves. They, uh, so that those are the nine types. And are we born this way, or is this part of our upbringing? 
Yeah, I believe they were born this way. It's in our charts, and so we're born with it. We we the, there are stories of uh, uh, you know when people remember uh, womb experiences that they're in personality in that womb. I know I had a nine uh, tell me that they didn't they were uh, they didn't want to hurt their mom in birth that they could remember being in the womb and not wanting to create any disharmony by hurting their mom in the birth. Hmm. Now, are we only one type or can we switch between a few? Well, so we, we have one at our core. That's our core story. We do, uh, uh, we, we can take on others as, as personas um, as in our childhood. Like if we're not very connected with ourselves, we might pick up a parental story and kind of, go, you know, can go through life 20, 30, 40 years even perhaps, you know, even longer, uh, thinking that who we are is our parental story mm. uh, or, or a, a, a dominant person. It could be a grandparent or a brother or sister. Um, but uh, we have different, there's different personas we take on. We take on, a, we go to a different number in, in when we get stressed. We take on a different number in relaxation. We have a thing called the wings, which is the number on either side of us. And we will, as a coping strategy, we'll kind of go over there sometimes as a pre-stress focus. And, and when we, you know, in a reading, in studying this, we learn our different personas because they're very uh, regulated. We think we're kind of a free spirit, but in fact, uh, we're very predictable in, in many ways, uh, mm-hmm. which is neither good nor bad. So how do these work with the uh, 12 astrological signs? Because I would imagine, like, when I think about myself as being an Aquarius as an example, like, there's a lot of character traits that go along with being an Aquarius. And then you take these nine different personality types. And so how do those two play well together? So uh, the, yeah, so um, how to explain it? The, 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 the eight, nine, and the one at the core is anger. And anger is expressed uh, that, that there's three core instincts, anger, emotion, and fear. And so the eight, nine, and one is ex- expresses at their core is anger. And so Mars is the planet of anger. Uh, um, the five, six, and the seven are fear, they're mental types. And so that's the Mercury planet. And the two, three, and the four are uh, emotion-bodied. And, and so their Venus is their core planet. And so there are different markers for different for the different points that are, um, it's not as simple as one planet to one planet. It's much more complicated. Uh, the one, you're a Rory, you're a one, and sometimes the for the one, the, the Mars is in the 12th house. Uh, I don't want to get too far into astrology, but, they, but they're not able to express their anger. And so the Mars is, is in the 12th house, and so it's ethereal, and so they can't feel their anger. And so that's why they don't express, they don't express from it uh you know so that's that's basically how it works each each point has a number of markers that are associated with it that are not necessarily related for some it's the shape of the chart and for some it's a planetary configurations so this gives you like another lens and tool to apply on top of astrology to go deeper absolutely it's like an x-ray I mean, astrology is already an X-ray, but now we're dealing with the personality story, and and so we we have uh, places of depth to uh, to explore because it's they're, they're, these these are really at our core. I, I was at a, a show at the Psychic Healing Festival a couple of weeks ago, and I said to a lady something or other, and she said, "Whoa, that's deep." you know this is not lightweight stuff this is this is at our core this is the only way uh, that's the only way we can be free is to is to we're, we're it's the onion we're, we're continually looking for these layers upon layers to uh to get to the core of what are the uh core stories and this is a way this is an excellent way to do this and so just to clarify the enneagram helps us to see our faults or our lessons how would you say that uh, I say it is our stories. Our stories. Yeah, that it's the it's the personality stories that we think that we need to protect ourselves because we're in, because life is not secure. Uh, you know that's an issue for a six, but it's not any of the three of us is, is security <laughs> is not at our core because that's not our story. We've got other things. None of them, you know. I like to say when 
I'm working with someone and they and they go, oh, and I say, well, you know, none of them are any good. They're all they're all <laughs> sticky, ugly stories. And 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 they 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 look they're you know, like everything. Uh, it's like a piece of clothing. It can look good on somebody, but maybe not on you. And so and so some of them are very attractive on the inside and some of them are, you know, are, you can tell they're kind of hellacious to be in there. There's no it's a um a maze with no easy access but uh they it's just it's it's just the way things are i mean we see the same thing in astrology with uh different kinds of configurations with uh with uh very challenging planet configurations or or ones that are a little challenging i find that the people who have little challenges in their astrology start those those challenges are still difficult for them hmm. that 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 they don't are not used to challenges. And so when they have these challenges, this is the this is their level of difficulty. So how does our Enne- knowing our Enneagram type play into our relationships, would you say? Well, they we you know, we're always duking it out from our stories. And so, you know, the 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 the, the, the two is wanting to help and the and the f- five is needing space. And so the two and the five are a really interesting combination. The one and the eight are a polarity of each other. And so they they kind of want what the other one has. And and uh, there's an incredible book about the the relationships of the Enneagram. Helen Palmer goes through the uh, spends a couple hundred pages going through all the combinations, both in intimacy and in work relationship. And it's fascinating how the interplay is the power struggles between two different uh, personalities that 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 the the story that you might uh, the, the story that I have. Uh, with one wife may not be the same story that you have with another wife because because they have a different personality. They bring out different things. Mm. Yeah, so, so it reminds me, you know, of psychology a bit. And so I, obviously you're learning about your, your number, you're learning about your story, you're learning about like the pros and cons of, of that number. And so how do you, I assume that the goal is to somewhat transcend this story. Yeah, transcending is, that's a good way to go. Uh if that's your goal, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I'm not into better story, but a lot of people do sell a better story. I'm into the better story of no story. <laughs> that's the better story. So, 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 you know, better, better story means, you know, bigger TV, bigger house, uh, you know, more vacation time, better vacation, whatever it is, better story. Uh, that's, that's a worthy goal. But if your goal is, you know, if your goal is freedom, you know, if it's peace, you know, so that you're not thinking about how am I going to get a better, you know, my better story, you know, put it on a graph, you know, and you, and when you're, it's going down for a week or a day, you know, what are you going to do with that? So, um, I just assume get rid of all of it. Yeah. I mean, I guess the first step is just understanding your story and what, motivates you positive and negative right and so so you can consciously you can be a conscious participant in it instead of just unconsciously being somewhat of a slave to it right absolutely that's i that's that's the goal that i recognize that's the that's the approach and and even if you don't want to let go of the story at least then you're a little bit more aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. it it makes it can make the story a little bit more fun you 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 have you know what they call you can get into your power you know and by by having that wisdom and that understanding you can decide if you want to uh and you do decide that you want to stay in it into until a time you don't so you know this is this 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 uh releasing this story this is more 40s and 50s you know mm-hmm. i mean it can be 20s and 30s for some people but a lot of people they 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 have to wind it out to find out that it isn't really as good as they thought it was it looked pretty juicy in 25 <laughs> but at, at 35 it doesn't look so juicy so i imagine the enneagram helps us not only to deepen our relationship with ourselves but also with others and also understand more of our working relationships and our love relationships as you were explaining so with Rory being a perfectionist and oh, me wow. being <laughs> the boss, <laughs> how does that affect our work relationship, would you say? Uh, well, I didn't look it up. 
Well, I mean, the one holds back. So it's really, you know, the eight doesn't give uh, the, the the boss, the, the challenger doesn't give much space for other opinions. And the one kind of holds back. So it's, uh, you know, when you when you get strong as the boss, then he's pushed into the we, we have a polarities, you know, we, we either spin up or we spin down together. So at the highest point, then your assurance gives him more confidence. So then he can express himself. And on the low side, then your pushiness uh, pushes him into more rules and expectations about, uh, you know, he puts out more rules about the way things should be, because that's how he feels more secure mm -hmm. is, is knowing how things are going to work. Fascinating. And to all of my listeners, you can actually take a test online to find out what your Enneagram is. So I strongly recommend that. And with that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin & Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. If you are struggling in your marriage, just starting out in a new relationship or are single and looking to do better next time, geez, if I got great news for you. Hi, we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs on KKNW 1150 AM every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST. Yeah, come on over and join us. We'd love to connect with you over there. You betcha. We'll see you soon. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook as well as Instagram, and check out our podcast on SoundCloud. Today we have the pleasure of having Vedic astrologer and spiritual teacher, Indra Rinsler, on our show. Hey, Indra. <laughs> Hi. So um, we haven't talked about this, but what is the wheel of totality and how do you use that in your readings? So in astrology, all the readings basically talk about houses that have planets, that the planets are in houses and a reading is basically the discussion of those planets and those houses, because that's where your life is lived out. But there are Everybody has empty houses, houses that don't have planets. And they also can tell a story. And so the Wheel of Totality talks about the each house has a, an awareness at it. This is, uh, this is before astrology. This is a much higher frequency than astrology. Astrology is very mundane. But the Wheel of Totality comes way before that. Is uh, I use it as a spiritual tool to help us to know what our blank spots are or places of ignorance. There's nine 
planets that I use. I don't use the outer planets. So there's nine planets and uh, 12 houses. So ignorance is built into the system. So where you have a planet, you have an understanding of the awareness of that house. And where you don't have a planet, then it's a blind spot or a place of ignorance. And we don't normally start working on those until we're 50. Mm. And why do most astrologers tend not to focus on empty houses? <laughs> Wise are always difficult questions. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's easier, you know, it's easier to talk about uh, uh, things that are rather than things that aren't. I mm -hmm. don't I don't personally I mean, personally, I don't think that people are aware that that the that in the in the spiritual world, you're interested in 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 what isn't you're interested in exploring what you haven't you're interested in finding your barriers and overcoming those challenges but the generally the world does not work that way and the astrologers uh they have uh uh you know they're not always as beautiful as your introduction was rory many people don't live at it at that vibration at that frequency it's it's more of a very mundane and it's very predictive and it's and it's, it has limitations in the approach that it takes and it makes a lot of sense because i believe everything and nothing has so much energy y yes and how absolutely. did you come up with the wheel of totality well, uh, yes, um, <laughs> it was it was given to me by spirit that I was able to see uh, some some the some I was open to seeing what it could be, and I was open to letting it tell me what happened. But I mean, what what it meant? It told me what it meant. Is the way I feel it uh, feel it. But it was given to me. It was an it was an initiation. That's wonderful. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm trying to have a mental picture of this in my mind. So, is the energy in the empty houses almost like ripples from the the planets in other houses, or like where does that energy come from? It's it's just the the that in in a circle that like like you have like on a clock let's put let's think of a circle as a clock and so you have you know at eight o'clock in the morning you have a certain kind of energy and at noon you have a certain kind of energy and it at, at four o'clock you have a certain kind of energy and five o'clock you're making a transition and then you know so so the fact is that each uh based on the the just the angles and frequencies that occur that each of the houses has a particular focus of our life the tenth house is our career because it's the highest point in the sky it's the place of the noon sun the fourth house is is uh, ancestors and and hidden hidden feelings and our own groundedness because it's the lowest point in the sky wherever you are the fourth house when you were born was straight south and so the 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 the, the rising sign the first house where the eastern horizon is and the setting sun in the seventh house they all have meanings and so so these each each you know i think what you're really looking for the first house is about discovering who you really are that's the first house energy the second house is duality the people that uh that don't have a planet there they they live in black and white they don't live in gray and so and so we go around each of the houses each of the uh, houses in the wheel of totality have their own vibration of a a transcendental energy that we have um, um, an understanding of because we have planets there at birth or it's a challenge that's a, a blind spot in the sense of we really can't sometimes we can't even really understand it yeah like i always like to imagine you know kind of like your your clock metaphor that the planets are moving and the planets are obviously all different sizes and have different energies and they create these ripples, right? And these ripples of energy that, that we are affected by because of course we are energy as well. So I guess what I'm trying to understand is like when you're born, how does that imprint on you? Yeah, that's the word. It's an imprint. How mm -hmm. I can't say, but the fact is, it does. It, 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 that that the and and if, if a planet is like the ones that conjunct, they they even though they're they could be uh, a billion miles apart, 
but they're in the same angle and that's why they're considered the same house even one's in front of the other and that that in front could be a half a half a billion miles three quarters of a billion miles and so and and so how they imprint they just seem to you know i i can't say how astrology works but the fact is that it seems to work. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I always imagine. You're like getting stamped, you know, yeah. in, the, in that moment with <laughs> that specific energy. And then you're carrying forward that energy throughout your lifetime. And then be obviously being affected by the planets on a daily basis. Yeah. So in, that, in this moment, I'm getting when you say stamped, I'm just thinking what a gift that is, is that we could think of it as a as a burden and we could think of it as a, a leaning and we could think of it as a test if that's what you just said mm-hmm. but it but actually i was just thinking it's a gift you know it's a it's an incarnation it's a flavor and that flavor is is you know i mean it's in it's simple if it's a strawberry you know it's you can really get a full flavor but if it's uh you know mars this and jupiter that and venus this it's uh, not always the easiest flavor to understand and, and to adapt to. But uh, I said to a, a client uh, recently about uh, I was making an analogy that she was limping and that and that every and everybody's nobody's looking at her limping, but they're looking at her uh, big heart. And I realized afterwards that what I really should have said is, is that the, the limping being her insecurities. Mm. And in fact, that it's not actually limping. What it is, is it's actually just a unique gait. That mm. it's her own style of walking. It's not actually a limping. That mm. it's just a, a style of being. And and so my emphasis was on the big heart. Mm. But uh, I... Uh, thought of that as a better way to say it and so it's just it's a you know why are murder mysteries so popular you know because it's a whodunit you know it's the whole sleuthing thing so <laughs> so the fact is, is that here's the biggest sleuth story you're you're given you know is is this incarnation mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great so how has using the wheel of totality with your clients changed the work that you do Well, um, how it affects them is that they have more uh, another level. It, it can space them out at the end of the reading, <laughs> but it gives them another level of understanding because they're themes that, that you know, whatever your theme is, uh, you know, one is a perfectionist. Somehow that perfectionism will come through. Uh, empty second house and tending to go black and white rather than gray or whatever. That just is another way to say it. But for me, which is maybe not the question you asked, but uh, for me, the way I think of it is, is how getting that, it gave me a fuller reading. It gave me a, a three ways now to be able to express it. It, 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 it. Each part of the reading that I've been given as an initiation when I'm ready, when I'm ready has, has become just a, a deeper and deeper tool uh remembering that we teach what we teach is what we need to learn mm-hmm. beautifully said and so <laughs> the fact is is that that is that that's why it's an initiation it's initiation in terms of a tool to be able to help other people but it's also an initiation for me in terms of my own awareness and my own depth work within myself yeah i love that so what are your clients looking for when they come to you? Well, I suppose they're looking for answers. You know, it's more of what they feel. They feel a frustration. They feel a, uh, they, they feel uh, up against the wall. They feel a change. Sometimes it's the planetary periods change and they feel a change and they don't understand it. And, and it's an incredible process because they, they, they feel a comfort uh, with me and in me. And, um, and it's a beautiful experience. I know I wouldn't come to me because it's too, <laughs> too scary, you know, uh, but uh, people do. And it's just uh, takes my breath away, you know, to think about the, um, the willingness, you know, people come for answers and, and they get, you know, they get what they're ready for. It and, doesn't. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, ahead. you mentioned it's not about you're not predicting the future. 
So you're, you're giving them more clarity about who they are and potentially what struggles they're going through? Where they're at. <laughs> yeah, and giving understanding. They, they, they have the puzzle parts, but they haven't been able to put the puzzle together. And I can put the puzzle together in a way that makes a lot of sense. And uh, they, um, yeah, they just, it's, it's, a, it's just an unfolding. It's a transcendental, the reading is a transcendental experience. They, mm -hmm. they come to another, another level where they have some clarity. And then when the reading's over, then that clarity disappears. And then the, the, the goal can become to come back to that clarity. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Com. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Today, we have the pleasure of having Vedic astrologer and spiritual teacher, Indra Rinsler, on our show. So, Indra, what are the four questions you ask at the beginning of your sessions, and why? Oh, uh, let's see if I can come up with the four. What, you, what questions do you have? How are you doing? Uh, what's up for you? And something else <laughs> like that. And what else? It's, a, it's just it's a way of just getting them to to short story just to get talking a little bit. I, I love that they that the people come up with core really core key phrases. Mm uh that that really express everything a la lady told me again at this same show a couple of weeks ago one lady said to me um that uh i, I need to take care of other people but what will people think uh, i need to take care of them or something like that i forget the exact phrase but i mean this is you know 70 year old lady uh, woman this has been going on a long time mm that that this is the core core story so so we we ask those questions uh, at the beginning just to get a dialogue i don't necessarily need any answers to any of them but what what they say is revealing actually the process of setting up the interview uh, the, the the session is also can be very re revealing and so how long does a typical reading take and how is your how are your sessions broken down so the the full life reading is uh, three hours and it can go longer, but uh, it depends on um, question the number of questions people have and also the complication of their particular situation, you know, uh, so there can be some variance and how much work they've done. 
uh, I do about an hour and a half on Enneagram, about an hour on astrology, and then uh, the half hour and wrap up with the Wheel of Totality. I like to end with a tarot card reading that if people have other questions, any questions that we, we pull a card and have the cosmos give us an answer i always say that the 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 uh the tarot card it takes three hours down to eight words <laughs> so i agree <laughs> so i i have them the readings are on the sliding scale for people so that they're easy to do i have shorter readings i have the location astrology reading that i do uh, sometimes people want uh, one or two modalities and not all of them. Uh, I can do the full reading in a, as a mini. I, I, I'm okay with that. It, it's, I like the time in order to be able to really, to really uh, explore, you know, to explore your, um, I'm thinking of a doctor, you know, if you go to the doctor and they've got five or 10 minutes with you and they, they don't have time to explore, you know, how's, how's your health doing? How's it, how's it going at home with your family? You know, I mean, these things are part of your health. I'm not getting on doctors or anything, but just this, this is just coming to me in the moment. But the, but the idea is that the, the more time, I, I think of it as more transcendental time that I can explore. And then the intuition kicks in after a while. I, I like to call what I do science and intuition. And so, so that first is a science, these, these modalities to me, they're, they're, while they may be called pseudosciences, they're based on observable science and patterning that that is universal and and then the intuition kicks in after i explain the things and then people people the, the intuition being that i that i get information from the client that they say check my childhood or or this is an issue or with the way they say something there's a there's a thought to go further into it that i can feel the sticky places that they're communicating um by somehow you know, <laughs> the uh, 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 verbal or or feelings or intuition so so yeah some really off the wall stuff comes out at the at the end when the intuition kicks in so aside from using your intuition which i would imagine that would happen especially with the depth that you've gone with your your teachings are you channeling also during your sessions or receiving information from other sources i don't call it channeling Maybe other people do. I, I think of it as intuition. I think of it as an open channel mm -hmm. that that it, it may be channeling, but it's it's I think of it more as like a radio station. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's maybe that's channeling. What do you mm -hmm. think? Is there is there a difference? No, for me, I that's what I call it. Yeah. Channeling, but tuning into a radio station for sure. Whatever yeah, frequency not... comes to you. Yeah, it's just sort of comes. Maybe that's channeling. I don't think it's not like there's a particular entity that I have a connection with. Well, there are uh, channelings that I do have a connection with, but it's not that it's somebody sitting there feeding me something. I, it feels to me like it comes from the client. Mm -hmm. I, I had this ex I had this experience one time that uh, that I couldn't feel anything from this young woman uh her heart was really closed and i said to her like uh, imagine what i i wonder what your parents felt because i just couldn't feel anything and and within a few moments she really cracked open and all of a sudden i could i could i could feel the intuition and then a moment or two later then she cried mm. and what i learned in that experience about uh, five, six years ago was that is that as that the heart breaks open, but there's nothing external and then the brain kicks in much later. And so then she started crying. It takes oh, the heart breaks open, but the, the tears don't come right away. And before the tears came, I could feel the I could feel an incredible amount from her, all of the pain that she was holding. Hmm. You held space for her. Aren't we all waiting to crack open? <laughs> Right? Uh, I suppose so, yes. <laughs> so where do you hope to grow from here? So, uh, well, hope, hope, you know, I, hope is not something I think about so much. You know, the, the, the just deeper, more and deeper. I'd like to do more writing. I'd like to get the books out. 
um, you know, I, maybe I'm attached, maybe I'm not attached. It feels like it's still coming that the, the podcasts, uh, give me a, an opportunity to ex express myself. They help me to know what I'm thinking. And, and so I, the material has been collected. It was really interesting recently. I, I, in, in writing a big article, I had, I had to go back to old material and I had written, five, six, seven years ago, I'd spent a long time writing out material and I, and the mind could say, well, why did I write out all that material? But the fact is, is that I don't remember any of that now, the specific arguments that I had and the ways of saying it, it all disappeared. Hmm. And the fact that I felt at that time without judging it to write it all down, that I had it as a resource for me. Wow. To be, to be able to go back to it and then hone it into a, uh, 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 deeper levels of understanding and to take its core and 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 I was so happy to have that uh, synthesis that um, that seemed like oh well you wrote it out but nothing happened with it well nothing happened with it yet <laughs> yeah it just wasn't wasn't the right time timing <laughs> well Andrew yeah. how can our listeners learn more about you or book a session so uh, I have a website indrarinsler.com and I'm I uh, I-N-D-R-A-R-I-N-Z-L-E-R. -E it's all one word. Uh, my G my my uh, uh, email is gmail at inzerinsler at gmail.com. And you book a session by connecting with me. I don't have calendars and such. It's more individual oriented. And uh, if you have any questions, I'm happy to that. If anybody I make an offer, uh, I think of it right at this moment that uh, my uh, offer to any of the uh, listeners out there, if they want their Vedic chart, astrology chart for free, I'd be happy to give it to them just to send me an email with your uh, date a birth, your time, a birth, and your place. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Perfect. And thank you to Eric, our wonderful producer, KKNW, KBKW, The Talk of Grace Harbor, and Cape Town Zone Radio, as well as you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast, Go Beyond the Veil, anywhere you can find podcasts. And did you love the show? Let us know and follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram and tell your friends. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. You can find me at roryreich.com. Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 p.m., every second Sunday at noon on KBKW, and at 9 p.m. on Zone Radio for more Go Beyond the Veil, where we, we make, make spiritual, spiritual sense. sense. Omne trium perfectum. Everything that comes in threes is perfect, or every set of three is complete. The rule of three is a principle recommended for successfully engaging with an audience. So what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on The Conscious Coaching Hour. This live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive coaches will reveal their own life experiences while bringing in their individual gifts to assist you. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there to help awaken your intuition and to help you live your best life. <laughs>